T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I saw the score on our Instagram put a big graphic up with the word yeah. I'm really too worried about what they put on instant shot or whatever it is. In quotes, under the context of, do you expect Justin Fields to be the starter next year? Hmm. I saw this quote going very viral. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! Was the was the response. Tanny, can we hear Ryan Poles be asked if Justin Fields is the starter, please? Yeah, we had good conversations. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Here's the problem. Yeah. Tanny, can you play basically how every other answer by Ryan Poles started, please? Yeah, 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 well, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 I thought, yeah, so we're working through that. Yeah, I knew the scenario. Yeah, so you always start with film. Yeah, yeah, so that's a lot. Oh, boy. So he's got a yeah problem. Are you checking any luggage today, sir? And we all have verbal tics, but I am not convinced that yeah is affirmative. I'm expecting him to be the starter next year. There were some yeahs there that were after non-yes or no questions. Almost all of them. Yes, yes, no, yes, yes. (laughs) That's a man who's definitive on what his yeses mean. I think that that is a meaningful verbal tick. It is, yes. That we uncovered. Semantically. Semantically. Yeah. You ever had yourself checked for Tourette's? What? You got a tick or something. I don't know. It's like some people grind their teeth. When I'm nervous, tense or something. I'm not judging him for the verbal tick. I'm just merely pointing out he did not commit to him as the week one starter like people are saying he did. I think I've said yeah three times since the conversation began, and every time I stop and I look inward and I wonder what the hell's wrong with me. It's a little jarring. It is. Yeah, 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 I don't want you to get it twisted, Shane. I'm very happy to work here and to work with this crew. I mean, the talents of a Chris Tannehill, Ryan Poles remix, a free lunch from Mitch Rosen today, and hanging out with the uh, the three of you guys. Oh, just then he finally got Shane to you and to me. 
Like he brought up Tanny, the bad lunch. Brought up Ryan Poles. Mm. Brought up Mitch and no, lunch. Th- this this finally is the squad. got to got to this us. is the team. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Kevin Lapka before us. Huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that guy can turn around the misleading yeah. Instagram graphic with the best of them. Yeah, I mean, you see the way that, that Connor O'Donnell does amazing things on the video feed. That's we right. just hired a young man from the Ohio State University. <laughs> Kevin Lapka is uh-huh. his name. Why don't you work with him? Let's see what he brings you as a co-host. Okay? No, I don't why this, this, this is, my team is on the floor. Oh, this, yeah. this is a, this is the squad. This is fantastic. Okay. We we are committed to this team more than Ryan Poles committed to Justin Fields yesterday and Justin Fields uh, was committed to. Danny, just let me say from my perspective, I'd have to be absolutely blown away <laughs> by another opportunity to even consider switching shows at this sure, point. Sure, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Shane, you wouldn't have to be absolutely blown away? No, it would just have to be somewhat convincing. (laughs) Just mildly convincing. It's like a 5% race. I'd have to be blown away. I'd have to be absolutely blown away. I'd take a pay decrease to go work with David Hall. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You guys can talk about country music. (laughs) You guys have the same taste in music. Uh Uh-huh. Wonder if David watches Tucker Carlson at night. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Shane said that in confidence. What? No, I I don't think he did. He did. Damn. Just for entertainment the vibes purposes. around here are very good. Yeah. If only I had a, another breakup for Speaks to bring up. Huh? <laughs> Don't worry. Give it time. Oh, let's see. Listen, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> dumbass, idiot, uh, but the most entertaining man on television. Oh, and tonight God. at 7 o'clock on Fox News, oh, Tucker Carlson no. is talking to no. somebody who's trying to get gas stoves banned in America. And, and I'm... Not here for it. <laughs> so you will rage watch I the stand, gas stove ban. I stand with Tucker Carlson tonight at 7 p.m. Central on Fox News. Okay. Is there a positive vibe in here right now? I wouldn't say so, Mark. No. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <sighs> what is the problem with the gas stoves? What's the allegation? They say that they're ca- causing kids asthma. Mm. I guess something like that. Mm. Yeah, but these, these same parents are smoking their menthols inside. So tell me which one's worse. Probably the menthol. Well, it's a false choice, we'll though, right? Eat, eat yeah. A lot more people, in theory, have gas stoves than than smoke menthols, menthols inside. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I doubt it. <laughs> but gas stoves are one of those things that I've always wondered my whole life. I was like, huh, we decided that was safe. That's interesting. You know, and then you just kind of chalk it up to the world seems to approve. If you got a burner, though, that doesn't fire, and then all of a sudden the house smells like gas. It's, it's like, what are we doing here? It does here? feel a little dangerous. It feels ridiculous. Hmm. What are you doing? Oh, wait, you're telling me that thing is lit all the time? And if it's not lit, it's a problem? Right. <sighs> I actually don't know how to... I, I got a burner that's out right now. What's what's the... I don't want to pay someone to do this. I feel like I should be able to solve this problem. Yeah, you should, Danny. You I, just lift up the top <laughs> of the stove and yeah. you go there and you find the pilot light that's in there. And do what? You light it with a lighter or maybe a match. You just light it manually. You bring it right over there. And then... There's a pilot And then the out. next time it'll go itself? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much how it works. And if not, then the gas line to that burner is probably just toast. Hmm. Hmm. And I can't solve that problem. But, Danny, how many burners do you need at once? Well, it's a good question. If you're using more than one at once, I'm concerned. Not two. I can go two. Oh, you can? I can heat up... Boil a pasta on one side, and pasta sauce in it from a jar, <laughs> and another one. Yeah, I can do. I can do that. 
I was getting, two is is about my limit. I got a I got my Shane on um before just before New Year's. I made uh yeah mad at something. Uh, no, I I I made like a a, a, a beautiful fillet and baked potatoes <laughs> and some buttery green beans and I made my own Bernays sauce. Oh, I had like three to four burners working. I had like a complicated Bernays sauce recipe going. I was focused for like two hours on this thing. Man, what a terrible, terrible <laughs> task. What a horrendous thing to do. Easier to buy Bernays sauce. It's much easier, I think, to go someplace that makes their own Bernays sauce mm. than make your own. It's also easier to just not make fillets. You don't have to supplement it with Bernays. Oh, yeah. Because there's no flavor. And don't, also, let me Don't let get me, saucy let me say with me, here. Bernays. Don't get saucy it, with me. By the way, real quick, uh, best Bernays sauce. Coach Ditka's Bernays sauce. <laughs> Bernays really no, oh, the kick-ass Bernays sauce. That's going to be there in Arlington Heights. It's going to be out there. Going to get get your Bernays sauce <laughs> on your steak sandwich at Arlington Heights for the stadium. I did not get paid nearly enough to take the abuse that I take from the two of you, specifically in the last 10 minutes. I don't get paid nearly enough for it. Hmm. Speak says I pulled the Shane and Danny has three horrible things right away. <laughs> I think it was you got two. angry. You're alone. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be another breakup soon. Don't worry. Yeah, no, you're right. It's terrible. I like to I apologize. Did say that. I did say that. You're right. It I'm, was three. I'm good on today, I think. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> no. Can we reset the vibe? Let's reset the vibes. Andrew Benintendi's coming on. We Good don't want to. We don't want to introduce ourselves to Andrew Benintendi with these problematic vibes. We don't. You know, no. we don't want to spend one of the few remaining Boomer Esiason visits with these problematic vibes. Boomer deserves our best, and we can bring it to him today. I'm committed from this point forward to no longer making fun of Shane today. No, it's good content. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I, I can. I can handle it. <laughs> right, if well, I dish it, I got to be able to take it. I can take it. I'll just cry later. Okay, perfect. Then uh, I guess we'll remove that. I think I, I think I, I like it when we um, when we rag on other people. You know what I mean? And and keep keep ourselves nice and safe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not really. You're our not brand. down for it. No, it's, it's just so fun. Uh, <laughs> love language is ball busting. But we were thinking about what from Ryan Poles, if anything, was instructive that we didn't really get into. And this isn't some sort of revolutionary thought. But he talked about what positions, and I think in the context of David Montgomery and Roquan Smith, yeah, it's interesting to hear how the Bears general manager looks at roster building. Absolutely. Well, see, that's the thing, because like, it's a conversation that I've loved to have a long time. You and I have had it at different times. Like, What are the most important positions? And he brought us there. In response to the question about, like, what are your biggest offseason needs? He's the one who brought us to the depth chart of important positions. What do you look at as the priority? What's the thing that you say, this is, this is the number one problem we need to fix? Um, it's hard to identify that right now, but I always go back to the premium positions. We're always going to look at, um, you know, pass rushers. We're going to look at uh, offensive linemen, uh, corners. Uh, so that's where we're always going to start and see if can we win, can we play winning football with those premium positions, and then we move from there. Is that, is that the order? I mean, that's usually the order for a team is quarterback, pass rusher, yep. left tackle, stuff like that. So, I mean, pass rusher, if you're good with Justin, the pass rusher is the number one thing you need. Uh, it's hard to say in order. That's something that we're going to reflect on and see what that priority looks like. Um, we actually go through with our staff and we'll, we'll rank those. So, um, but I always start with the premium positions and see, you know, are we good enough in those and then move from there. Interesting, right? He brings us there and talks about it that way. So pass rusher, offensive line, corner. Let's start with the most obvious one. 
They have no pass rushing talent on the roster in the front seven anywhere. That is staggeringly true and pervasive, and that is powerful. Jaquan Brisker led them in sacks with four. Right. They were, in terms of sacks allowed and sacks gotten, they were minus 55. Insane. So Sack differential insanity. Correct. So they do not have... Jesus Christ. What did we say? No, that's just, that's awful. Oh, dude. It's staggering. That's legit sports astonishment right there. (laughs) How bad they were. I knew they're bad at watch every week, but that is staggering. Correct. Absolutely. And and, and just think about all the things that that goes into. That's the the quarterback holds the ball too long and takes too many. Mm. That's your offensive line doesn't protect the passer when, so he's getting sacked when it shouldn't happen. Right. And you're getting none of them yourself. You're getting to no quarterback. Yeah. And they're oftentimes not even bothering to pass on you because they can just run right through you as well. Correct. So it is, it's all a problem. Um, but yeah, no edge rusher is a frightening dearth on this roster. And and I I also will say he didn't even say edge rusher. He said pass rush because you could make an argument that Jalen Carter absolutely improves your pass rush, even if it's not his number one thing. Like a nose tackle who can collapse the pocket or command a double or triple team, then that allows for single blocks sure. on, on your edge rusher. Aaron Donald makes Leonard Floyd better in L.A. Yeah, and gets to the quarterback himself. Sure. Right? Deron Payne, who people keep dreaming about hitting free agency out of Washington, I'd love it too, but I don't know that they're just going to be letting 25, 26-year-old interior defensive linemen who get – double-digit hits on the quarterback. I don't know that that guy's going to actually hit free agency. Hmm. They do have money spent in other defensive linemen, so so maybe they think it's too many resources put to that position. But, like, he didn't even just – he didn't even say edge rusher, man, because he didn't need to. He just said pass rush. Yeah, because it, it could be anyone. They got nobody. They, 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 got, they got no linebacker that rushes the passer. They got no D tackle that rushes the passer. They got no DN that rushes the passer. Well, let me counter that by saying that their defensive coaches – also seem to be really bad at teaching stunts and games to create pass rush. Okay? Let me well, give you that, too. at least they hired a defensive head coach who got to hire his entire defensive staff. And I'm still largely giving the coaching staff, just like I'm giving the front office, just like I'm giving Justin Fields, largely a buy. But I saw something. I saw specialness from Fields. I didn't really see anything special from Eberflus. They, mm. they were like competitive. They tried hard. But schematically and in-game, didn't really see anything special. Are you interested in uh, Robert Quinn? That's a free agent defensive end that you no. could. I know. No, I'm not. Jadavion Clowney looking for what is fifth team in the last six years, something like that. Like these are the free agent lists that you can start looking down and kind of trying to find some some realistic uh, possibilities here. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm interested in good players at any of those positions and whatever elite talents do actually get through the period because it happens every year a couple of actual you know tier one tier two players will hit free agency because of weird situations with their team uh where they don't get the contract extension or they don't get franchised whatever position those guys are available at that's who you should be signing Hmm. like you just need impact players you want impact players at premium positions and it's why they let roquan smith go and it's why, even though they like David Montgomery a lot, I'm not convinced anymore that they're bringing him back if they want someone who's faster, and it's just going to come down to how much money uh, he gets. The one thing where I do think they're in pretty good shape, though, is corner. 
You can always use more corners, and you can the more uh, players you get at that position, guys like Kendall Vildor, who played fine but not great, and again, it was tough to judge them because they had no help from their pass rush. But I, I'd be a little surprised if first round, second round, first day of free agency. I'd be a little surprised As would I. if they allocated resources to that premium position. One player that did not get asked about um, at the press conference was Jalen Johnson. And Jalen, by the way, is going to join us tomorrow for one more hit on this show. Uh, but Jalen Johnson, I thought, had a very good year progressing. And I think you've been saying it all along, due for an extension. I think it'd be... It would be sensible for Jalen to, uh, to get an extension. Thought Kyler Gordon got better as the year went on. And I think they may have found something with some of those undrafted free agent corners. Jalen Jones represented well. Josh Blackwell as a slot corner and a, obviously a special teamer represented pretty well. Kendall Vildor a little bit better. Like, you got so many needs. If they don't address corner, I'm not going to freak out this offseason. Yeah, I, and I think that like, they're such good athletes and it's such a premium position and they can have a, a role on special teams or gunners or whatever. The, you know, like you mm-hmm. can do different things. I'm sure they'll add one or two somewhere, but I'd be very surprised if it was a, a high level of investment. But that leaves the offensive line. He didn't say tackle. He, right, he just said offensive line. And he also commented on a few other guys. Let, let's go through that and see what we think he means. I like Ryan Poles decoder situation here before uh, Andrew Benintendi at 315. Boomer Esiason, we hope in an hour. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. As Fields is spun around. It's Houston again. That's his wow. third sack today. Boomer Esiason at 340. What would he do with the number one pick? And Justin Fields, Andrew Benintendi at 315. Ryan Poles mentioned premium positions, pass rush, offensive line, corner. And that highlight was James Houston getting his third sack for the Lions. And everybody just got absolutely abused against that Lions defense, which was not good going into that game. No, and you can... They're in a tough spot because even with eight draft picks and $120 million in cap space, you can't replace all five offensive linemen in one offseason. But you could easily make the argument that you should upgrade all five offensive linemen. There's no one that you're like, that guy is absolutely good. He name-checked two of them. Name-checked Tevin Jenkins, said the transition to guard was fun to watch. Yep. Name-checked Braxton Jones for getting through the schedule as uh, well as performing, but yeah, mostly was, getting through the schedule. It was kind of damning with faint praise. Right? It was, he, he played every snap. It was impressive to go from where he was, fifth rounder, to playing every snap, which is true. I guess he but name-checked. But also, he played every snap on a bad offensive line. I guess he name-checked Riley Reef in terms of, like, veteran helping uh, a young offensive line uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I think that the, what's notable about name-checking Tevin and Braxton, though. Rookie deals. Yeah. They're cheap. Yeah. So whether they're backups or starters, there's just not really much incentive to move on from them because they are capable starters. And, you know, Tevin better as a run blocker. Braxton Jones still is a project as a left tackle, but showing some promise. They're they're competent players who are cheap. Could you upgrade from Cody White here? Of course you could. 
It's fourteen million bucks. He's under contract. You probably need a veteran. I I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to make a move for a center. Lucas Patrick did not work. Sam Mustafer doesn't work. You anchor I, I anchor they, the offensive line. I know. I, I we know how much Getzey likes Lucas Patrick, and I think they picture him as like the uh, emotional leader and kind of. Uh, he wasn't a big <sighs> investment last offseason, and then he wasn't available this season. How do you count on that guy? Mm. I you know I just I don't I don't know he can he can be there he could be in the mix, but I think you need I think you need someone else, and then obviously you need at least one if not two tackles. Yeah, the big tackles out there are Orlando Brown Jr. of the Chiefs, as we know, Mike McGlinchey of the Forty ers another big time free agent offensive tackle, and then there's a drop off to a few more. There's Juwan Taylor who is the guy in Jacksonville for Trevor Lawrence. Um, so there, there, there's a few. Caleb McGarry down in Atlanta. So there's uh, there's four names on the free agent tackle list. But we'll see, man. Uh, they have – that, that could be something that they get thrown into some trades too as far as free agency coming. Yeah. Well, Ryan Poles – Coming as an offensive lineman and from Kansas City and being credited with after Pat Mahomes was destroyed in that Super Bowl, revamping that offensive line. Like, what did he do? He set the market with Joe Thune, right? He gave he gave a guard. I don't remember exactly. I want to say it was like eighty million bucks. Like it, it was an astronomical contract that that he got. And then Orlando Brown, and then they drafted two guys, middle round picks. Both who started and Creed Humphrey made a Pro Bowl, you know, as as a as a rookie as a, as a middle round pick. So Ryan Poles believes in his ability to revamp an offensive line on the fly, and he's not afraid to pay big money. So like if Orlando Brown hits free agency, I would be shocked if Ryan Poles wasn't involved because he knows him from Kansas City. He's a premium tackle. I think he's only twenty six. And so, like, that, that's going to be an option there. And I think trading down for Skaronsky for the tackle from Northwestern mm-hmm. is in play. Like, if the Bears trade down further than Will Anderson or and Jalen Carter, I think that's where it's going to be. But I wouldn't pencil Braxton Jones into being a starter on next year's team. Mm, I, I wonder what he'd look like at right tackle. I wonder how they feel about him at, uh, at, at right tackle. Uh, but, but we'll see. So, if, if you had to bet on, what, two and a half? Two and a half. Uh, if I set the line there on new starters on the offensive line, it's the right. Two and it's, a half. it's the right line. I, th- I think. Uh, well, I mean, well, they started what eight different offensive line combinations this year. Yeah. So give me the five that you're saying would count as it. Uh, Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair, and I suppose Riley Reef. <laughs> um, I, I think. I would take the over for week one offense. I think I will take three and say that Whitehair and Tevin start and they figure out a way to upgrade both tackles and center and center. Wow. Yeah. I think I'd take the over if those are your five because Reef's not happening and I don't think Lucas Patrick's happening. So then I just got to be right about one of the three of uh, Tevin Braxton 
and uh, white hair. So the fact that he said premium positions and went right to those three when asked about their biggest need, yeah. went right to edge rusher or pass rusher, pa- excuse me. Pass rusher, offensive, offensive lineman, line, corner. Corner. Didn't mention wide receiver in terms of a premium no, he did position. Not. Like he, did, he didn't go there. Are we to then believe he defaulted and agreed that quarterback is number one? So he's got quarterback, and then is he one of these guys who does believe then that the line is more important than the wide receiver, possibly? Yeah, I think that you could could glean that, couldn't you? I think you could glean that. I would Perhaps a luxury item. Like you worry about the number one wide receiver when the infrastructure for everything else is in place. Right, which which I frankly understand, which is why we've talked about maybe not trading for a T. Higgins because he gave up so much draft capital and Hasso have to pay him, and you're not ready for the kind of A.J. Brown trade that that the Eagles made. I still disagree with that, though, and I go back to Burrow getting sacked as much as he did on that Bengals offensive line, and then they were sitting there with Panay Sewell and Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And they and Panay Sewell, by the way, looks awesome. He looks like a cornerstone tackle for a decade. And Jamar Chase looks like a perennial Pro Bowl receiver for a decade. And they got Jamar Chase, and they won the AFC. And he still got sacked a bunch. You know, so I – and that's I know that's just one example, but uh, I still think there's more impact from one stud receiver than one stud offensive lineman. If you had the ability to just – I can sign one, you know, you could trade for one, you could draft mm, one. The Bears yeah. have the resources where they could, by the way, do both Yeah, because they've got so much cap space and their roster is so bad. But do I think, I think Ryan Poles likely would have drafted Panay Sewell over Jamar Chase. I think so. Don't know, but I think he likely would have. Would be, would be fun to get that answer from him. Um, Didn't Bigsy approach getting that answer from him? Yeah, he, and he leaned more towards Chase. We were surprised that he leaned towards Chase a little bit, but I think he, he gave a nod to both possibilities. Oh, I remember yeah, that in an article. I for, remember I that? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So he, maybe, he, maybe, I, maybe I'd be uh, no, pleasantly surprised. I, know, I, I remember like it, he, he, he leaned towards Chase, in a, but, uh, but also referenced that it kind of surprised him that, that how good that how, how it worked out, right? Yeah. So he, going in, he probably he was, Sewell, was Sewell, and then he was surprised at the impact of it. I just think you can't underst- understate, or I guess you, can't, you cannot overstate, um, could understate it, uh, what it means to a quarterback to have a stud out there. I can just throw to him, or I just, oh, they're showing blitz? Yeah. I know that this guy is going to recognize the blitz, go to, go to his hot read, and he's going to get open off the line of scrimmage. Like I just I, I just have a guy that I know I can throw to. Man, the NFL is not even to week one of the playoffs. And the offseason NFL chatter is just outrageous. Like, I'm thinking about DeAndre Hopkins, but I see now right here on Twitter that the Cardinals are asking to talk to Sean Payton. And Sean Payton is, uh, according to Tom Pelissero, has already been doing his homework on the Cardinals and on Kyler Murray. So that one might be uh, very attractive uh, in, in terms of Cardinals, Broncos, Texans, all asking for Sean Payton. Where would you go if you're him? Whew, there's there's stories yeah, in every direction too, right? Yep. In, in, in Sean Payton, Te- Texans, Cardinals, and Broncos all interested in Sean Payton. If you're him and you're looking around the Broncos situation with Russ, who you hope isn't cooked, and a dearth of draft capital, Arizona might be where I'd where I'd be interested. Yeah, Texans organization's awful, but if you think that I can fix any culture and I get the number one pick, like if you love the number one pick, the AFC South is bad. And being able to pair up with the quarterback would be the most attractive there. Just because I'm not a real big Kyler believer, uh, it's such a big contract. 
And obviously the Broncos AFC West situation is real tough. If he had to take one of those three jobs, I, I still think he holds out hope that the chargers get blown out against the Jaguars and the Chargers shop comes open and then he'll go to the AFC West to How take on happen? Justin Herbert. They have Brandon Staley. They yeah. have the great Brandon Staley. We can, we can talk about Brandon Staley at some point. <laughs> I, I've never been more down on him than I am in like this exact moment. Really? Oh no! Uh, it, yeah. Because he played his guys. I can address. Yeah, he played his yeah, guys. Yeah. And he, he got some of them hurt. Yeah, in in indefensible. Yeah, in indefensible. But that's your guy. I thought I, you loved Brandon I, Staley. I, 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 I do, do. You see how much I'm struggling? <laughs> do you see how much we're struggling over here? It's 56. Break. Yeah, it's a good point. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.